Welcome back to the Voices for Blogging podcast, where we have Faces for Radio and Voices for Blogging. You can find us on the Podbean app, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. As always in Honolulu, Hawaii, I'm Steve Lee, and in Los Angeles, California, it's Royce Hamano. We have a huge show for you today. We have huge monster show. Kyle Kruger will be on for the Soto and Son podcast. Come to talk to us about his podcasts and just his experience podcasting and kind of how things are going over in Denver, Colorado, where things are percolating there with the Denver Broncos. Uh, but before we move any forward, I want to have like a huge shout out over to our listeners out in the UK and Japan. Thank you for listening halfway across the world. Now, wow. <laughs> How do you feel about that, Royce? Like when I saw consistently the stats that there are people tuning in from the UK and Japan week after week, the listening, the listeners are there. Like I want them to, I want them to post on our Instagram and tell us who they are. <laughs> <laughs> we got some swag for you if you're willing to re- reveal your identity to us. <laughs> Drop us a DM on Instagram at Voices for Blogging. Slide, um, slide into our DMs. Slider, our DMs are so, wide open. Wide open. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I think we gotta <laughs> I think we gotta talk about the biggest thing that happened in the past couple of days. And do you, do you know what that is? It's the, the slap heard around the world. That is <laughs> the I Fresh mean, Prince versus Chris Rock. I mean, <laughs> you you're in LA, Royce. I mean, it yeah. was just an odd situation, you know? It was just like the way they all tried to carry on, like nothing happened after that. Shortly after that was that, really weird. Yeah, it was really weird. But you tell me, what do you think? You're the one you saw it. You know, you're the one that told me about it and look you know, to to kind of look and see what happened. What what was your first thoughts? So I I didn't even see I I didn't I, I don't watch the Oscars. Like I don't watch any of those shows. I barely watch any TV other than sports and maybe like the news nowadays. But I had just seen uh, this on Twitter. And so I clicked on the the link to view the video, and you know there were other versions of it that came out later. So the one I saw was the American version, so it was kind of censored. But later on, I saw the one that they played in. I think it was Japan, Australia, and Japan. Yeah, speaking the of Japan, Japan, one was really was very very clear, right? Uh, where you know basically Will Smith just walked up to Chris Rock on stage. At first, I thought it was a punch, but you know, later on, you could see that it was an open hand. He slapped him. Mm-hmm. He walked back to his seat and just told him to, you know, keep his wife's name out of his effing mouth. And <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty shocking. So what I think about it, I thought it was really weird for Will Smith to do that. It's the Oscars. It's typically, a, you know, the hosts or the people that are presenting, they, they roast the attendees, right, that are celebrities. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Will Smith is a huge celebrity. So is, so is Jada Pinkett. And mm-hmm. Will Smith is 6'2", 220, just a big dude, not even in the he, Chris He's a big boy. Class. Yeah, he's yeah, a even big if boy. Chris Rock, even if Chris Rock is working out, you know, like. Mm-hmm. And he went up there with no... You know, there there was nothing to say for Chris Rock that this guy's attacking me. He was like, he had his hands behind his back, you know, 
And so to go up there to slap this guy that is not even in your weight class, knowing that most likely with a national audience watching, he's not going to retaliate. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty, pretty weak. I mean, the restraint that Chris Rock showed and the poise to try to steer it back. That was pretty impressive compared. No, that, that was that was that was con- considering what happened, right? Now, yeah. is it a bad joke? Yeah, it's a bad joke. It wasn't really even that funny. It was just a bad joke. But you know, it, it's offensive to. I get that it can be. It will. It is offensive to make fun of someone's uh, medical condition. It's just you just you just can't react that way. You know, like you just can't. It react wasn't. That yeah, way. I, it wasn't even really making fun of her condition. Yeah, but you can't. I, I, I don't. Really but you can't say. But, when you're making a joke about her baldness, do, like that's making fun of her condition. I I do see. I, it seems weird to me that basically, Will Smith was even laughing at that comment initially. Yeah. Until he saw his wife's reaction. Yep. And what that makes me think, and I don't obviously I don't know I don't know them like I don't know the relationship yeah. whatever, but that just makes me feel like is he being abused like is he in an abusive relationship where if he didn't do anything knowing his wife disapproved that he was going to go home and he was going to you know he was going to get it and that's what i kind of wonder about obviously totally speculation yeah i mean far be it for us to judge people's relationships but you know whatever has been put out in the media about their relationship you know there, there definitely are challenges that they've been very public about in their relationship you know, so, and they both yeah. talked about it publicly. So, you know, it's hard to speculate about anything about what their dynamics are at home, uh, you know, but it, it's just not okay. You know, it's just not okay to just walk up there and slap somebody. It's just not okay. Yeah. The yeah. other thing that was very, you know, weird about the situation was that the son tweeted, hey, that's how we do it. Well, again, now, when you go back to what you what you were alluding to, you know, maybe they do things differently. You know, I don't know, but it's just, gosh, you know, that's just that's just a tough thing to try to justify. Uh, you know, do it after the show. You know, like pull them aside after the show and say, "Just say, man, that wasn't cool." But you know, if everyone wants to see what anger is like and what anger can do to somebody. And, you know, I mean, and I mean, it was really odd, too, right? Because then after that, he eventually, he, he goes and wins the award for Best Actor, right? And he gives his speech. And, you know, it's a heartfelt speech. He gets a standing ovation. That was uh, such a weird thing, too. I, I don't really get it. I mean, there's been a lot of people that are coming out. Like Jim Carrey said, like, basically that the the entire you know, Hollywood is spineless. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think Wanda Sykes came out and said that, you know, she was disgusted. Mm-hmm. Just for me, it was very strange that he was even allowed to stay, stay there and yeah. yeah. And continue on and, yeah. you know, accept his award, give his speech. But then on top of that, it was also really weird to see him after the Oscars where he was at a party, yep. you know, partying it up. With everybody you know, else, songs, yeah, with everyone else, yeah, yep, yeah, so. yeah. You know, I mean, I think a lot of people would agree that you know their life is very different from ours. Their normal is very different from ours, and 
who knows what construct this is what you say all the time royce right this is what you you bring this up all the time this is why you don't listen to actors to tell you how to live your life oh yeah (laughs) this is why you don't turn to them for you know this is where they have no credibility when it comes to all these things that they stand on soapboxes to say like this is a good example of like dude come on now I'm, t- I'm telling you, Charles Barkley was absolutely right. When people, you know, were mad at him because he said, you know, I'm not a role model. Like, really, like your your parents or your, you know, the people that your family that are around you are, you should be a role model. It's like, that was the truth. I and mean, he got roasted for that. I remember that back in, well, it was probably it like is. the early 90s, I think. Right? Yeah. But, well, he got roasted for it, but then Nike made a commercial out of it. You know? Yeah. You know, and they had his Barkleys, which I, I had a pair of those. You know, and he said in the commercial, <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, they, they started producing them again. Like I saw him at Foot Locker, I think, a couple years ago. You know, I, I remember that commercial. He's walking away, his back to the camera, he turns his head and he says, I'm not a role model. You know, but I mean, like, like I said, I mean, I, like if you want to have acting advice, you should listen to an actor for sure. A hundred percent, you know, <laughs> they're 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 you know, they're invested in their craft. You know, they have the experience. In acting, like one hundred percent, like ninety nine percent top of, the of their game, top yeah. of their game, yeah, but top of their game. Again, just because you're a great actor or you're a great athlete or a great whatever doesn't necessarily translate into you're going to be great at giving advice about parenting issues or social issues or whatever it is, right? Well, especially when your normal is so different from the masses, like so different. Yeah, Like their reality, you know, where the kids go to school, where they live, you know, the food they eat, whatever it might be. Like it's inevitable once you get to the highest point there where they're just not like any other kid or any other person. Just is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. But yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I've been asking people informally, younger people. Some older people, I got okay, so comment. Th- I got comments so- of like, you know, someone actually said to me the other day it was like, I don't know, it was clean, you know, it was a clean hit. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I, I kind of get where that comes from too when someone says that. I mean, so, yeah. when I when I was looking at it, I was like, you know, I don't think he meant to hit Chris Rock that hard because his technique was not good. He was leaning away. He was weight was on his back foot. Like you're not gonna hit a guy that hard doing that. Yeah. But it was just it was just more shocking, I think, than anything else. But so I've been seeing a lot of uh polls basically where they're polling different age groups. Mm-hmm. And that's why I asked you that question earlier. Mm-hmm. So for people in like our generation and up, mm-hmm. something around like sixty sixty to seventy percent of the people in that age range think that Will Smith was wrong. The interesting thing is that people from like 30 something and below about only half of them think that he was wrong. Yeah. I think you're going to get so varying opinions on this one on in the sense of right or wrong. But in, in did, the did, end, you read, did you read Kareem's article? No. He wrote an article about this? Oh yeah, he wrote an article about this. It was it was really well it was really well thought out. And mm-hmm. another interesting point is that there was a, and I got to send you these links. Well, maybe we'll post it onto our, 
you know, Instagram or, or uh-huh. something after this. But uh, there was a person from, I think it was Deadspin or Barstool, Barstool that okay. responded to Kareem's article basically saying, yeah, Kareem's out of touch, <laughs> which I thought was, was pretty wild. Because what did Kareem say? What was the, the crux of what he was saying? The, the gist of his, his point was that Will Smith was wrong. No, no, the violence was wrong. Uh, it sets a bad example, not only for everyone, but and it looks bad for black America as well. 100. And there, I'm sure he had some other points in there too, but that's kind of just the high level summary of that. But, you know, there are a lot of people that were saying that, you know, that, you know, if you think that, I think actually it was one of the, uh, the King Foundation basically tweeted that, well, if you think this is b- bad for, black Americans then you already thought poorly of black Americans to begin with. And I was like, really? <laughs> I don't, but now who, again, who am I to say anything about? Yeah. Stuff? Was he, was he speaking to the stereotypes? Probably I would guess. Uh, well, I mean, that was, that was a part of it. Um, mm-hmm. not, well, yeah, I, I guess some of the stereotypes, but you know, honestly, if it was two Asian people up there too, and that happened, I mean, that would, I would think that would oh. look bad for. Oh, dude! You could you imagine right? all the? Could you could you imagine all the Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan memes that would come out of that? Oh yeah, it would get it would get, be, it, would, it would get pretty wicked. It would get pretty wicked with that stuff. Yeah, I, I do think that's also a cultural thing too, though. Like, you know, like with with my parents, or I'm sure you know with your parents, or a lot of other Asian parents. If you do something that embarrasses your family, like you just <laughs> you're you're out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, you know, I, I've heard some people say stuff like, you know, well, Chris, Chris, Chris Rock started it. They went straight A plus B equals C, kind of like, well, Chris Rock insulted him. And yeah. so his response was this, and it is what it is. Chris Rock don't say what he don't, what he don't say what he said, and, you know, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. I, I, but the context of the situation matters. The context oh, was absolutely. It's an award show. The history of that award show is that the hosts roast the attendees. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean that's the thing, right? Not so like there mean, wasn't when you watch precedent. these roasts. When you watch these roasts on like Comedy Channel, right? I mean, even though they're all laughing, like it does get a little uncomfortable sometimes. You can see the person. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You, you can see the person that's getting made fun of, like when Martha Stewart's on there. You can see her get. Got, and good sport of her to actually show up to these things because she knows she's gonna get it. Yeah, but she, you know, and but it's like it's it's so brutal. It's, like, it, it's it can so be brutal. it can be very it can be very brutal, and that's when you take it into the back room. <laughs> you take it in the back room after the show. Like <laughs> when, I had I had a friend a, a friend's party uh, his yakidosh, and you know he had turned fifty. And he wouldn't have his party, right? Where we're all... And then his wife wanted us to, like, roast him. So I had this thing all set up, right? But this is right when we had our son. Our son was an infant at the time. Or he was barely one. Not even one yet, but almost one. And so, like, our our time is super limited to be, like, at parties like this with a whole ton of people. Like, we yeah. get a moment where we can show up, say hi. We're out of there. Like, we're on a sleep schedule. Like, we're all on a sleep schedule, all three of us which was yeah. pretty much his sleep schedule. And so I wasn't able to go up 
right? Just because we didn't have time. And it's like, ah, you know, everything was kind of dragging along. And I remember telling my friends, like, hey, I told my friend's wife, like, hey, I, sorry, I cannot. And like, and she's like, really? Because I was really waiting for you to do it. I said, well, I mean, quite frankly, I said to myself, like, I had some pretty mean things to say, but in the spirit of a roast. But then yeah. I think to myself, right? This is a Hawaii crowd. Would they get it? Would like half the people get that I'm being mean on purpose because of the spirit of the roasting? Because it is a little mean spirited. Like it's a pretty mean spirited <laughs> joking around of everyone there, not just the birthday person, you know? You guys would have been scrapping. It's like super <laughs> mean spirited. So, like, so that like my friend will ask me now, right? He goes, Hey, so what were you going to say? Well, I said, I'll add all these things. Like I was going to rip the, I was going to rip the band that was on stage, which was my friend's brother-in-law. Uh, yeah. I was, I was going to rip one of my mentors, you know, cause he was there. I mean, it was just, it was just going to go around the room. You know, I was just going around the room before that was like the warm up before I came to you. But right. then I, but I think to myself later, I'm like, dude, I might've got my ass beat that night. <laughs> yeah. Like if I said all the things <laughs> I was like planning on saying, so like even, so one of my mentors was another person that had to roast and he's asking me before, like, Hey, what are you going to say? Like, what kind of stuff you can say? I said, Hey, <laughs> I don't think you want to say what I want, what I'm going to say, uh, what, what I'm going to say, like take some delivery and, you know, and I, and I think myself at a very big understanding from the crowd that I'm just joking, but yeah. you asked for a roast. So we roast, here we go, you know? Yeah. But so to I think, this I day, think, I've never said anything. Yeah, you you would have gotten to a scrap. <laughs> but I think I think comedy comedy is hard though. You know, like these guys, you know, they have to they have to push the envelope. They have to try things out, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like they come out fully formed with a one hour show. There's actually an interesting um, movie about this. It's called I think it's called Comedian, mm-hmm. and it follows around Jerry Seinfeld and this other you know comedian that's trying to that's trying to make a name for himself and it's really mm-hmm. about how they the process about how they go about putting together like a one hour show and it's like every time you put together a one hour show you start with your ideas you jot them down on a piece of paper and then you go to like a small little you know stage somewhere and you try the jokes out mm-hmm. and like a lot of them you know they're not going to hit you're not going to they're not going right. to hit like they do in your finished right. product at that right. first time so it's right. like you're you're starting a comedian you're starting your whole comedian comedy career all over again, and mm-hmm. it's about them like failing, like mm-hmm. trying to figure out the joke, where the punchline mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. before they can actually put together this entire show. And it's it's really kind of about like it's the, it's kind of about the process of like even entrepreneurship, just just finding well, finding out what works and, and essentially they're doing, and, essentially yeah. they're doing the same thing. Their comedy act is their business. Right, yeah. is their product at that time. Like when I went to the Ronnie Cheng uh, show, he came to Hawaii, and he was pretty upfront about it. He he was just like, "Hey, I'm," and he could have been joking, but I don't think he was. You know, he was like, "Hey, I, I am working on new material for another Netflix special that I'm gonna that I'm gonna film soon." You know, so you'll see. And so he kind of, you know, he literally had a notebook on stage, and again, he could have been joking, but he pulled it off pretty well. You know, he'll write yeah, out, no. put it aside. He'll be like, oh, yeah, that one worked pretty good. I'm keeping that one, right? He'll make jokes <laughs> about that. But, yeah. you know, but with him, like, you know, especially with him coming to Hawaii, uh, because his 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 comedy is so Asian slanted 
and, and very yep. and very Chinese slanted. Like you're gonna hit, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna hit on a lot, right? Especially when you come to Hawaii, you know, because yeah. so so many so many of us can relate to the things that he's saying uh, about the yeah. customs, those kind of things. So I don't know. It's so it's so regional, and like you know, does his app work well in Nebraska? I don't think so. You know, like yeah. I think he would need to make sure he travels to places where, you know, there's a, a, enough of an Asian population, or have material that that can span. Yeah. Yeah, have enough, yeah. Have enough material, like you know, as Netflix especially talks about Amazon Prime, he talks about American culture and voracious appetites for crap, and that's most people would understand that stuff. Yeah. But you know, that's at why the heart, I love Jokoi. Oh my goodness, yeah. I mean, <laughs> my friends, my friends that are Filipino, man, they they like they like worship the guy. They they'll go to yeah. the show constantly. <laughs> my, yeah, my, one of my Filipino friends was just going off about joe coy and like maybe watch like one of the one of his stand-up that was in, actually filmed in hawaii mm-hmm. when he so he he was in town the same time as ronnie chang so the f- the first thing ronnie chang said when he came on stage was and he said it in his ronnie chang kind of way that whiny loud shouting voice thank you for not going to see joe coy you know he just re- <laughs> that's the first thing he said when he came out on stage <laughs> So I mean, I think what's good is these guys can make fun of themselves, right? They, I mean, if you don't have this Man, you have ability to, you to make to. fun of yourself, like, yeah, yeah, I think you like, have to. Yeah, you, like you're you're paid to like observe and and find the humor in things, right? And right, you know, yeah, but it, it's funny too, right? Because so like for us coming from where we came from <clears throat> here in Hawaii with the the melting pot of Asian cultures. You know, if we sit down and listen to uh, watch a Joe Coy special, we're going to laugh and find it funny, too, because it's so much of the stuff we saw or so much of the stereotypes we heard and, and bounced around as kids here. And unfortunately, unfortunately, depending on your point of view, we still do, you know, constantly like Hawaii is a tough place for for non uh, non Asians to come to because there's so much there's there's so much with. Uh, racial joke and racial commentary that happens here, and you know, especially I mean, anyone from the mainland. How many times have we heard people say, "Like, man, you guys are so racist in Hawaii"? All right, now we're not racist. We just make fun of each other. Yeah, uh, there's. It's, I think there's. It's a so reciprocal. It's so reciprocal. We just make fun of each other. There's a difference, yeah. Yeah, but it's hard to explain that difference until they live here long enough, you know. So, yeah, yep. I mean. Interesting, interesting times, man. But that that going back to that Will Smith with Chris Rock thing. I mean, you know, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, it's funny because it's fading pretty fast, though, uh, into the new cycle. You know, is it like it's yeah? It's, it's been it's been live, pretty it's been pretty on in, the news for the last three days up here at least. I don't, yeah, I don't well, you, like well, you live there. in L.A. You know, you live in L.A. There's a war yeah, going on. There's a war going on. CNN. It's on CNN. Yeah. It's on the local stations. You know, like now, you know, the, the latest thing today was basically they were talking about whether the academy is going to do, you know, anything. Suspend, to yeah. Him. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've hinted they're going to. That's, I saw that. I think but... they have to. But, you know, then again, this is the academy that let Roman Polanski and Harvey Weinstein keep Harvey their Weinstein awards too, right? And exist. And, and Hollywood just allows so many, you know, all these things that happen, come on, you don't make like anybody didn't think some of these things were happening or didn't know of these things happening, you know? So, 
business is business, right? And this is why big business gets a gets a bad rep because stuff like this happens in big business. Yeah. Again, not yep. role models. <laughs> not real models. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty All right. simple as that. So, pretty, pretty simple. Pretty straightforward. Hey, so what do you think about all that stuff that uh switching gears here to the NFL? Like it, it, what do you think about all this shuffling? We've never we haven't got a chance to talk about any of these things uh that are happening in sports, especially in football. And, and the NFL is so good at just dominating the headlines while other things are happening. March Madness is happening. The NBA is going into playoffs. Major League Baseball is about to start their season. It's the NFL that gets the gets the oomph in their headlines anytime they release something. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's just been so much change. I think this off season. You know, you got Devontae Adams with the Raiders. I'm like, mm-hmm. hope that works out okay, given the Raiders' history. You know, with Brady coming back. Russell Wilson to the Broncos, mm-hmm. you know, people complaining. Like uh, I heard, was it Ursay that was complaining today about Carson Wentz and how he just wasn't a fit? I, I always just, it just seems so weird to do that to your quarterback after he leaves. Yeah, you know? I mean, but yeah, we know that Ursay is not always the most even-keeled guy when it comes to his mouth. You know, he he has a tendency to kind of, to kind of put his foot in his mouth and and what for like what does that what does that do like well, how does that benefit anybody to to even put that out there? Um, <laughs> it do, it doesn't. It so, benefits you know, that, him maybe maybe, maybe it makes him feel better. But that's but that's where he gets his reputation of you know that spoiled rich kid you know that you know just whatever just wants to say and do what he wants to do. So I mean, are they in a better position with Matt Ryan? I believe so. I believe he's a better caretaker for that offense than Carson Wentz is. Uh, I, I Michael Pittman's going to have a pretty monster year, as as will Mo Ali Cox, because uh, Matt Ryan knows one thing knows to do one thing: throw the ball to the tight end. He uses his tight yeah. end in, in insane volume. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it, I, I think they, they're legit. Sure. Ty Hilton's there, but you know, he's he's definitely he just can't stay healthy. Um, he it, came I, back at the end of last year, though. I don't remember how long he played or if he got hurt at the end, but yeah, he came back and played towards the end. Of he season. just didn't. I mean, he just didn't get the looks. Yeah, running game is fantastic. You know, O line is fantastic. That defense is solid with some real stars on that side of the ball. You know, with Defoe and you know Leonard and those kind of guys. Like it's it's going to be an inch, that AFC is stacked. Yeah. I mean, look what the Dolphins are doing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's all in on whether you want to see if Tua's the guy or not. Like, you're, you're setting a stage to either say he's the guy or, hey, nope, be in it, and you can go get somebody next year. Yeah. And you, we can no longer say it's impossible to just go get somebody the next year. I think the last couple of years have shown, like, teams will move heaven and earth to get guys they want, and guys will move. Yeah. You know, Matt Stafford Tua, moves that he wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, Tua has been pretty decent. It's going to be interesting to see what happens this year. Mm-hmm. And then Mariota left yeah, the Mariota. Mariota, to the, I mean, he's so set up to fail at the Falcons. He got nothing around him. He has nothing. There's nothing there besides Kyle Pitts. Ridley? He ain't coming back. He bet on football games. <laughs> 
The boy bet on football games. Did he bet on? Did, but did he? Did he bet on his team? And did yeah, he bet on them to win? Uh, apparently, he did. But Berenger, that didn't matter for Pete Rose, right? He bet on the Reds to win all the time. <laughs> that see, didn't work still, out. That still, didn't work see, out. He lost money. That's a whole other topic. But I think that guy should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, Pete like, Rose. He won't. He won't until he, he's gone. Probably. It, it, yeah, yeah. It's going. It's going posthumous for for sure. But like Pete Rose, if he just paid his bookie, everything would been fine. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't pay on time. <laughs> How do you like? This is at a time too when he was a manager, a player too, right? Player manager. How do you find I time think... as a man? How do you find time as a manager and a player to go then also bet on your team or bet on other teams? <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the age of no cell phone, too. You know what? You he, know? he really, he really was Charlie Hustle. Yeah, I mean, he was hustling. He was hustling he was something. Hustling. He was hustling something. <laughs> but uh, oh man! But yeah, I, you know, I feel bad for Mariota in, in the sense that, like, yeah, you saw this as a chance to reunite with one of your coaches, but man, there's nothing happening down there, and you're gonna but, have, hey, you, you, mean, mean, you remain to make the, be the state the scapegoat though after next year. You know, one maybe, you know, maybe, but you know, for I, I think from his perspective, he gets a chance to start again, right? And and maybe prove himself. Like if he does decent, you know, maybe he gets a shot somewhere else. Maybe, but he wasn't going to get it with the Raiders, that's for sure. He wasn't going to get the Raiders because once once some of the time had passed and it, all the rumors of the Derek you know, Derek Carr being traded started to fade away. You you could see that you know that wasn't where his opportunity was going to be. I was surprised that Seattle didn't go after him. I was surprised because I, I, I think that's a great fit for him. Uh, you know, they're not trying to throw the ball around, but there's good talent there on the offensive side with DK and Lockett, you know, and, and they want to run the ball. So that's perfect. And he has that dimension of being able to run the ball himself, he, you know. So I thought that would have been a pretty good fit to to go there. And then coming, yeah. you know, going to school in the Northwest and, you know, all that because it would have been a popular signing, I think. No, I think so uh, too. More popular it, than It would have been. Maybe it was too good of a fit. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But ah, the NFL. So fun though. Yeah. So many things. So many things well, that on the daily. Few more months. Few more months. Deshaun Watson. Uh, what's your what's your commentary on all that stuff in the Browns? Did he yeah, Did he sign? Okay, so, so oh yeah, oh yeah. So a little background for the audience that doesn't know this this quarter. Deshaun Watson was a quarterback for the Houston Texans the last few years. And he was – his allegations against him from over 20 massage therapists uh, in regards to uh, inappropriate behavior on his part, asking them to touch him in certain places, uh, touching them with certain places – <laughs> without permission there's a lot there's a lot of allegations out there and he was he but, was cleared of criminal charges yeah so there were there were nine uh there were nine accusers basically who they who they were going to use for the criminal trial yep and basically they took it to uh with the DA I think or yep. for the yep. right to to determine whether they're going to move forward, and basically they, they didn't move forward with any of those nine, right? And that's right. that's why he's no longer facing a criminal case, which he's not, which he'll, he'll, which he'll, which, face, he'll face he'll the face civil, civil charges, for sure. yeah. the civil charges, and he'll have to pay. But so the the part that gets people is 
So he didn't play all of last year. He got paid, I believe the number was $10 million to not play. Um, the, the Texans just said, you're not going to play, but we're going to pay you $10 million. Uh, he asked to be traded because he didn't like the culture of the team because he thought the team had a really bad culture. I'm like, well, guy, <laughs> well, guy, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but look, I've worked with professional athletes. I, I know enough to know that most of the professional athletes, they don't have 29 massage therapists. Like they just don't, <laughs> what, they, what are you they saying? don't. They don't have 29 massage therapists and 22 of the 29 accusing you of inappropriate behavior. Like, so it's one of these things where, so all this is happening. And then the Cleveland Browns, who's desperate for a quarterback, not only trade for him, but they give him a raise. I guess they really don't like Baker Baker Mayfield. Insane though. I mean, yeah, I mean, America, like America. (laughs) I mean, if you're good, if you're good, you'll get paid. Like, but that's, that's kind of their Hail Mary, right? Like, if this doesn't work out, I think that's kind of the end for their run, right? Like, they tried it yeah. with Baker. They had OBJ. Right. You hear like, crazy rumors that they're pursuing him to come back? No, I didn't hear that. Insane. Wow. Well. And and, and Jarvis Landry wants to come back now I that Watson that. is there. Oh, interesting. So it's almost like if those two guys want to come back now that Baker's not in the fold, that's essential. Well, we knew OBJ said what he said about Baker Mayfield. We know where he stands. <laughs> yeah, we know. And, and, you know, to be fair to him, he did produce with the Rams. I mean, He did, he was... but it, it, it's hard to, you know, it's, it's like the Max Stafford thing, right? You You are hesitant to give Matt Stafford a whole lot of credit. Okay, but he did win a Super Bowl. Yeah, but he he also because gonna, he, gave bad, he gave me bad memories in New Orleans. Like well, okay, well I'm, I'm just saying, if you want to give OBJ <laughs> this scarred. credit for you give OBJ all this credit for being better than maybe some people thought because he won a Super Bowl with the Rams. I'm like, you know, can't do that without giving the. Guy I, I didn't say I didn't say better. I just said he did produce, whereas in Cleveland he did not for whatever reason. Right. So. I mean, he produced with the Giants, but for like two years, you know, it, it, inconsistency is still going to be on him for OBJ. There's no doubt. I, I you know, I'm, you watch enough of it, but it we'll, we'll see. But it's interesting to hear the rumors that both Landry and OBJ, and now that Amari Cooper is in the Browns, that Deshaun Watson is there, like they all want to go back. Well, I guess we'll see what happens as the NFL turns. Could you imagine that that offense though? Like, let's say all those guys do go back. Can you? That's unbelievable. It is pretty unbelievable. I, you know, again, it's going to be t- depend on how good Deshaun Watson can be, though. After a year Whoa. of not playing, and, you know, and how many games is he going to be suspended when he comes back? He ain't playing right away. There's no way that there's no way the NFL can allow him to play right away. And if they do, that's really messed up. Yeah. Well. Guess we'll see. The NFL. But Fantastic. It's the NFL. It's the NFL, man. Sorry, sorry, people in the UK and Japan. I'm pretty sure you, you don't care about uh, the NFL. Um, you know, the, it, other, the other good news uh, yesterday, the U.S. men made the World Cup. They did? They did. Even After though they some, lost 2-0 to Panama. 
They're after in. some struggles, after, after some struggles in the last, last World Cup. Yep. <laughs> they're they're in. Uh, I don't know how well they'll do, but we'll we'll, we'll see. But at least they're in, and the World well, Cup is actually in November this year. Yes, it is. So late in, in Qatar, right? Yep. I'm sure they had to play it then because it's so hot during the summer. I'm sure. Or oh, it would be impossible like to play there. 150 degrees. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, was that hey, Royce? Was that your your way of trying to reach the UK audience to talk about soccer? To talk about football? Of course, man. That was your way. That was pretty good. That was, that was sneaky good there. Football is where it's at. That's sneaky good there, man. You know what? You don't watch any any soccer. I do football, soccer. I do. I do. I mean, dude, I was watching. You know, we we're watching. I was actually watching the highlights the other day of the qualifying in Africa. The laser lights, the laser light thing, crazy. The laser pointers on the PKs. That's nuts. They're they're pointing it at the athletes. When they're oh yeah. Their... Oh yeah. Dude, that, they they need us. That, that's terrible. They need to stop like, that. It's nuts. You should go look. You should. I think it was the Senegal, and I forgot who else was in that match. Like these green laser beams all over these guys' face while they're doing PKs, and then they do it to the goalie, while the goalie, you know, obviously has to defend the PK. That's that just seems terrible. I'm surprised they didn't stop that. Yeah, but see, this is where you but, know this is where you know like the U.S. soccer is just nowhere near it needs to be. No, it's it's a different. It's definitely on a different level than, you know, say like Europe or South America. Yeah, I mean, essentially, the, essentially the rest of the world. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty great. Um, let's switch gears. I mean, the, the other day I fell down this rabbit hole of eighties eighties music videos on YouTube. I don't know if that ever happened to you, but that it's crazy. No, man. never happened. Dude, like I'll watch a music video from the eighties, and then, and then, and, you know, lead you to these other videos, and you're like, man, I think to myself, like, how many of these eighties bands don't get their due anymore? When I mean, they were big then, but like, there's some stuff during that time that's still pretty good. Like, you know, I mean, I got stuck watching. I got stuck watching like Tears for Fears videos. I was watching Simple, you know, Simply Red. You know, all these bands. I was where, like, dude, are you? What are you drinking? Probably. <laughs> I mean, look. I mean, look. I mean, your karaoke favorite George Michael came up a few times. Favorite. One day, just, hey, one day, you one know, if we, if we ever, if we ever do uh, a show during a karaoke session, you guys can all listen to Roy sing George Michael songs. It is, it is in Faith. his wheelhouse. Faith. Faith. Faith, what else? <laughs> Kissing the food. Like, what else, what else you got going there? And hey, let's not give it all away. <laughs> you got to pay for that content. <laughs> but seriously, when those things happen, like, I fall down this rabbit hole for a good, like, hour and a half. And, like, I, I have tax prep to do. I got all these other crap I got to do for my other businesses. But, like, you know, show me music yeah, videos so and I'll sit there and I'll watch them. This is something we were talking about today. Can, can you believe... That those songs you're talking about right now are from if they're from the eighties, it's like almost, forty years ago. Almost forty years old. That's like how is that, is, but how is that possible? We're like thirty five though. I don't get it. 
dude, you're old, man. I'm 20, I'm 22, man. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get how that math works. <laughs> I don't know. Don't even think about it. Don't even worry about it. Just, just know that it does. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So it's, I mean, songs from the 80s now are like when we were in the 80s listening to songs from the 40s. Like it's, isn't that crazy? I can't even name songs from the 40s. Name me like five songs from the 40s. I don't know. Wasn't that a Glenn Miller band thing in the 30s or 40s or something? Glenn Miller? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, you said Glenn Miller. I started thinking Steve Miller. So, no, yeah, not, you're right. Not Steve Miller. You're right. Yeah, because then when you talk about the other stuff, like, you know, things we, we considered old when we were kids, right, were like the Motown stuff. And that uh, was 20 years before. That was 20 years before, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. like, we, we considered That's those like things old music. Right. Yeah. That's, that's like, like saying the millennium. Like that's like saying when we got out of college. That's like it's, kids. It's like, that said, like I grew up with Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> I don't want to you know what? I don't want to have this discussion anymore. But you know what's funny? It's what? like when, when I see you listen to Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera, you, you almost become an eight year old too though. The excitement that I see in your eyes when you listen to that music and you know. How yeah, dare it's, you? It's really cool to see you get really excited free, about things free like that. Britney. <laughs> <laughs> free Britney. Free <laughs> Britney. <laughs> 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 Good old days. So, um, I think Kyle fell asleep. Yeah, I know. I, I was about to I say. Think, I, I think our guest fell asleep, and it's too bad because <laughs> when you guys get a chance to check out his podcast called Soto and Son, and we're going to bring him back on because... He's such a good conversation. His wife and my wife are great friends from high school. And, you know, but he's just, he's such a good guy to just have a conversation with. Great perspective about certain things. But he does his podcast, Soda and Son, with his son, where they review sodas, different types of sodas. And he uh, you get the critique from a five, six, seven-year-old because um, they've done it for three seasons now ever since the son was five and now the kid's seven. You know, it, it's a fascinating podcast. And, uh, if you guys get a chance to check it out, you should check it out. They're 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 just twenty minute, unlike our epic narratives. They're twenty minute episodes. Really is easy to listen to and digest. And again, again, I thank all our audience for listening to us consistently. Yeah, um, I'm definitely gonna have to check that out. Yeah, favorite soda, Royce. Before we head out here, favorite soda. No, nowadays three. diet coke. three sodas. Diet coke. No, I don't drink soda anymore. I don't That's either. So I drink. top three sodas of your lifetime. How about top three sodas of my lifetime of all time? Yes. Uh, definitely root beer. Which uh, one? Fighting words I guess, now. I guess mug root Fight. beer or A&W. Which one? Uh, then uh, there's a strawberry soda that we used to drink. You talk about knee high? Maybe, man, maybe that's what it was. I don't remember now. It's so long ago. <laughs> no, and 25. Then, How could it be that long ago? Well, you know, 20 years is a long time. Then the last, I guess the last one's going to have to be Diet Coke because I can't think of anything else. Really? Yeah. So, all-timers. Let's go to just colas. So, back in the day, you didn't even like fully fully leaded Coca-Cola or fully leaded Pepsi. You never really drank drawn to the colas? I drank it, and it was good, but my favorite was root beer. And then when I was young, I remember, I think we used to drink a lot of that strawberry soda. Right. Because it was cheap, dude. Like, I'm pretty sure you and I drank the same strawberry. It was either Diamond Head soda. Remember Diamond Head soda? Oh, maybe that's what it was. Like, we had Diamond Head soda or Knee High here in Hawaii. 
like actually the other soda I like was Primo soda. <laughs> that was beer. I like the oh, other oh, yeah. yeah, never mind. That's though. beer. Primo is no, beer. I know, I'm just kidding. That explains that a lot, Marcy. That that, that explains the Primo beer. <laughs> yeah, that 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 explains That's a lot. Weird. <laughs> at, at peak carbonation. Okay, man. Actually, I will yeah. add a soda in there. Mountain Dew, then. Mm, that was a, that was. Dew. I feel like that's almost everybody's college soda, just because of the the the, the, the chemicals, the, the, the chemicals, <laughs> and the need to get caffeine, and <laughs> the, you know, and having the shits after, the, like the pound of sugar like and the pound yeah. of caffeine that's in yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> it, it 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 does wonders to your system. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm but, sure it does. Yeah, I, I think one of I think one of my sneaky favorites that goes unnoticed a lot is pineapple crush. Hmm, interesting. I never crush soda, pineapple crush, and I, and pineapple crush and grape crush. I'm a kind of a sucker for grape soda, and I think it's because we used to drink Diamond Head and Nehigh because yeah. those were flavors for that. Um, yeah, I kind of am partial to RC Cola. If I had to like pick really? one of the colas. Yeah, I mean, in my adult life, I definitely drank more Coke Zero before it became yep. Coke Zero sugar. Um, I used to drink a ton of that. I don't drink any soda anymore. I mean, I just like you, I just don't. I I don't partake in a whole lot of sugary drinks and those kind of things. This conversation would have been a lot better if Kyle were here. If he weren't sleeping his ass off, you know, in, in Colorado. <laughs> but that's well, okay. We'll get we'll give him a hard time for that the next time he's here. <laughs> yeah. But uh, before we part, Roy, say anything you want to say about anything else? Crypto market, we always talk about those kind of things. Anything going on in there or anything else you want to kind of parting shot here? Uh, I think we should say that for next time. But, uh, yeah, there was another $600 million bridge hack uh, for Axie Infinity. So for that game, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they what they do with that, um, whether they're going to cover that. And, you know, if they do cover that, you know, how much funds do they continue to have to – you know, pay out their players and mm-hmm. you know do that whole thing. But uh, uh, yeah, we can talk about that next time. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the only thing I want to point out too is you know we and I were texting about this as it was happening. The bid that all the coins that we're getting in, in the last you know two weeks has been pretty phenomenal. Um, and then this late bid until today in all the DeFi stocks. And I you know I I shot you that question and. Is are all the DeFi stocks on the Ethereum blockchain? Uh, are they getting a bit a little bit because in their systems are going to be a lot more efficient once we go to proof of stake? Um, it, you know, and, and according to the journals, talking about the no need for mining anymore. Yeah, I mean, mining is going to end for Ethereum, right? Uh, and a lot of these DeFi projects now they're also going to other other chains for, you know, cheaper transactions. So mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be interesting. There's a lot of projects also that are trying to bridge, uh, you know, provide that bridge layer between all of these different, all these different chains so that you could go from, you know, Avalanche to Ethereum to Matic uh, to Solana. Solana. Uh, mm-hmm. I definitely think that that's a, the multi-chain uh, is going to be in the future. You know, there's mm-hmm. going to be chains that are good for different niche applications. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Ethereum is always going to probably be the the gorilla. You know, yeah. I mean, so much so much happening in the crypto world. You know, with, with Ukraine and Russia, I don't want to beat that dead horse, and and, and I don't mean to see dead. Like, you know, I'm not making fun of people that have lost their lives in that war. But you know, that's been out there. We've talked about that uh, stuff going on in the metaverse that's continuing to to just continue to advance. It's interesting. It's an interesting time. 
where you're starting to see a, it's seemingly like you're starting to see a market that's starting to get its legs and mature a little bit more. Um, so much more popular, so much more popular attention put to it without just cracking on it like it used to be. Uh, I mean, there's still people out there complaining and aiming at them, but there's a lot more seemingly acceptance because I think people are seeing that the world where it has its place, good or bad, where it has its place, it has a utility, and it would be interesting to see. Um, so maybe the next show we bring Ken Ye back on and, and kind of talk about these things. So we could definitely do that. Yep. I'm and sure he's let's, itching. Let's, let, let's get him <laughs> on. Let's get him and Kyle on a little bit so it doesn't get too serious. Yeah. Know? We're not we're not serious guys. No. No. <laughs> I'm about to watch music videos right now. We're not we're not so, role models. <laughs> definitely not, Royce. All right, Royce. Well with that, let's sign off here. Thank you everybody for listening. And we'll see you Alrighty. next time. See you guys next time.